What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast. My name is Tyler St. Jean. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Duff and Nick Frazier. Brandon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well tonight, fellas. Uh, is there any uh, no-hitter watch going on right now? Oh, yeah. Uh, they <laughs> should be. Three nights in a row? We'll go for three, go for the trifecta this week. Yeah, yeah. There's just uh, every every night there's a new no hitter. But how you doing, Nick? Beautiful. I'm pretty good, man. I'm uh, just <sighs> had a long day, ready to get down, relax, having my have a sip of my drink, talk a little bit of ba- talk some baseball tonight. Let's do it. What are you drinking tonight? What you got? Got a little uh. Vodka orange juice, <laughs> go to for me. Yeah, get that, build up that immune system with the vitamin C. <laughs> get a little saucy with the yeah. vitamin V. You know, <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna need some more vodka later because we have a fun filled pack episode for you all out there, all you listeners. As always, uh, we got some ads and drops we want to talk about to help your fantasy team. This week's episode, we're going to take our deep dive into the first base position. We're going to give you a prospect watch. We, uh, we got some prospects we want to talk to you about to keep an eye on. And as always, we're going to uh, talk about our money in the bank prediction. So get your paychecks ready. We're going to check in on our predictions from last week. And we're going to hit you with some brand new predictions for this week. All right. So let's get started. Fellas, I was watching ESPN Monday Night Baseball, and I believe it was Tim Kirkigan gave a great line. And that's how we're going to start our news and notes section. So I believe he told Buster Olney, he said, hey, Buster, we have three leagues this year in the MLB. He said the American, the AL, the NL, and the IL. Mm. So Brandon, with that said, News and notes, because we know we have a lot of injuries going on right now. Let's get to it. Well, we got the. Uh, we're going to start off with the biggest name in the game, right? Mike Trout. Jesus Aguilar. Oh, Mike Trout. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Trout was placed on the IL on Tuesday with a calf injury, and it's looking like it's going to be an extended stay, six to eight weeks. Ugh. And he said he heard a pop, which that's never good. Uh, no, it's not. So, um, yeah. Get him on your see. IL and figure it out. Maybe you want to <laughs> trade him or something. I'm not sure. Hopefully you have an IL. I hear yeah, there's some yeah. leagues that, you know, don't even use it, which honestly is just a detriment. You're just doing yourself to the service in fantasy if you're not, you're not rocking IL spots. But, yeah. Uh, yeah just, six to eight weeks, that's rough. It is. It is. He was having another career year and – just it's no fun to see the top player be out this long this is he's a fun well, to watch so yeah for sure luckily uh there's tons of other fun players to watch just yeah. like his teammate Shohei Otani you know yeah Doing right. it all out yeah. there so it's we'll not a, it's not all bad we'll uh, roll through these injury notes we got next up Corey Seager Seager's got a right hand fracture he broke a bone after being struck by a pitch on Saturday, he's expected to miss four weeks at least. 
Um, next up is Mike Moustakis. Moustakis exited the Reds game on Friday with a bruised heel. He was added to the aisle today, which can be backdated to Tuesday when he was used as a pinch hitter. Jeff McNeil was added to the aisle on Monday with a strained hammy. No timetable as of yet. His teammate, Michael Conforto, was also added to the aisle with the same injury. And I think I read that it happened in the same inning, which is it's pretty sad for a Mets team that uh, they've just suffered so many injuries this year. And actually, next up is Pete Alonzo going for an, for an MRI today on his left wrist. His injury was suffered, they're saying, on May 5th when he was struck by a pitch, which is pretty weird that he's going for an MRI now on that. Um, Carson Kelly is out with a toe fracture. He was added on Saturday. No timetable yet for his return. And the last hitter is Giancarlo Stanton. He was added to the IL Monday, retroactive to May 14th. And it's looking like he'll be ready to play on the 25th. Uh, we got a few pitchers here. We got Taiwan Walker. He left Monday's start with side tightness. Um, they placed him on the IL. They said they're being cautious with him. Max Freed was placed, was, uh, he exited Monday's start with hand cramps, and he's being evaluated over the next few days, but he's expected to start on Sunday. Danny Duffy was placed on the 10 day IL with a forearm flexor strain. It seems like he missed a significant injury. He'll probably be on longer than the 10 day minimum. Um, the last pitcher is, I'm going to butcher this name, Wasker Yanoa. And apparently he got into a fight with a dugout bench. He lost and he broke his hand and he will be out for two months. So yeah, good luck to him. That's, a, uh, that's a miserable, and he was having a great year, honestly. So he was coming, he was coming onto the yeah. scene. He looked good. Yeah. yeah so mm. that's, uh, that's, 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 that's tough. a brutal one. That's tough. It is brutal. Learn a little bit of self-control. Just he's still he, he's a young buck, you know the hormones are going through him. Yeah. You know, he's just he's mad that he's letting his team down. I'm guessing yeah. it was a bad start. Yeah, and that's the last uh, injury news and note we have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the good news, well, uh, not really good news. You know, it's pretty bad news if you have some of those guys or one of those guys. But what the good news is is that we're here to possibly help your team out with some ads and, and some drops. All right. Mm-hmm. So what's, you know, after that negative injury news, I think going right into some ads first is probably the best bit here. What do you guys think? Do you want to keep it negative and go right to drops? Or do you want to maybe, maybe uh, go back to a little bit of positives here with some ads? We should hit the ads for sure. I would say ads. Yeah. Let's, let's lift our spirits. Let's do it. You want to get us started, Nick? Uh, yeah. So my, my ad is a pitcher. Um, he's on KC and, uh, he was kind of low key under the radar. He just got his first start yesterday on Wednesday and he threw six shutout innings. And that man is Chris. I hope I'm not, uh, ruining this name, but I think it's Chris Bubik. Bubich. Boobich, um, two nice words. Two nice words put together. Yeah. How do you say it, Brandon? I've heard it now, like pronounced all kinds of different ways. So, okay, Boobich, Boobich, Boobich. So, um, crispy. He has made multiple appearances this season. 
and I think he was a reliever, but the last two appearances before this one, he threw five innings. So I think he was a long middle reliever, and he didn't give up any runs in either of those games. He hasn't given up a run since his first appearance. So he is in, he's got a sub one ERA and whip. And it looks like he's either lying. So one reason to add him is for a streamer on Sunday. The recency bias is real. It looks like he's got some pretty nice stuff. He's walking a little bit too much. 12% that's been up since uh, that's been up from what uh, we're used to having from him. He came onto the scene last year and had and showed some uh, pretty good things. Had a nice little run of great, uh, not great starts, but nice starts. And I think he could help you out, especially if you lost someone like Inoa. Maybe you could go and pick up this dude. And if he doesn't pitch Sunday, he might line up for two starts next week. I think KC is kind of doing a weird uh, like six man rotation or was. So you might not. A lot of those uh, AL West teams are. But his numbers look pretty good. If he can get the walk rate down and, uh, you know, keep guys off base, I think he he might be a sneaky good little pickup for the foreseeable future. What do you guys think? I like Bubich personally. He's got – he pitches in KC. KC's a good home park to pitch in. He matches up against Detroit in – even Minnesota's been bad this year, so he has some good matchups potentially. In mm-hmm. his and Duffy's out, so he has – it's looking like he should keep a spot in the rotation for the foreseeable future at least. Yeah. So he's a guy I'd definitely be uh, interested in possibly. So his last uh, – yeah, his last 16 innings has not given up a run, earned run. So I don't think he's given up a run. Mm-hmm. And that's – to me, that's – Good stuff in a points league because you're not, or even categories. He hasn't killed your ERA. Not yet. I'm sure there'll be a game he goes out there and I don't know, probably doesn't look as well as it's looking right now. But right while he's hot, he could be a nice little temporary pickup. And it's one of those streamers that you kind of hold on to for the upside. Maybe runs off a few uh, decent games. What about you? What about you, uh, Tyler? Yeah, I, I like the ad. He something that sticks out to me is he hasn't given up many hits uh, lately. Either it looks like his last sixteen and, and two thirds innings, he's given up five hits. Pretty good. Um, we talked about no hitters at the beginning of the year. It seems to be a theme across the league. Not the, the hits are just are just down. You know what? Uh, Bubich um, has been pitching really well. The K's aren't very high. But that's okay because as long as he keeps his hits down in points leagues, he's going to get you um, a lot of points for his starts. He did face Detroit on May 13th, so about a week ago, and he pitched five innings, and he did pretty well against them, six strikeouts. And that is the team that he's facing Sunday. So like Nick said, uh, he is definitely a good streamer option for the weekend um, if you're looking for someone to go on that last – usually everyone's last day in their matchups is Sunday, so – Bubich would be a, a pretty good start for your squad on that day. Agreed. And then what do you got? You want me to go next or uh, do you want to? You go next. All right, sure. I'll go next. Um, 
Someone I have as an ad for this week is Miami Marlins outfielder, Adam Duvall. So Adam this year got into a very slow start, like very slow start, like batting one in the 100s for the month of April. Um, he's with a new team. He, he was with the Braves last year in the shortened season, and he signed on to Miami to be like their everyday outfielder. Uh, he hasn't necessarily played every single game for them, but I would say he, he's playing more than on the bench. He's not like a 50-50 guy. He, he's usually in the lineup for them. Um, and the reason why I have Duvall as an ad is really for one big category. If you play in uh, categories leagues, and that is home runs. Uh, I think Adam Duvall is a power bat, and I think he's going to get you a lot of home runs. He's, he's a 30-plus guy, in my opinion, every uh, at this point in his career. And something that stuck out to me, mentioned the pretty bad start in, in April. The last 15 games Duvall has played, he's batting 288, so his average is up there. Uh, if you go even smaller sample size, like about a week, uh, he's at 308. So his average has just been getting better as, as the weeks go on. And his home, and as the average has gone up, his, his home run power has been going up as well. He has uh, four home runs in the past two weeks. I believe he has eight on the season. So Adam Duvall, outfielder for the Marlins, I think would be a great add for your team. What do you, uh, let me actually let me go to Nick here because you get the Braves hat on, Nick. You, you probably know a lot about Adam Duvall being a Braves fan. So I'd like, I, I'd like your opinion on Mr. Duval. I uh, I like Duval. I saw him dropped in uh, our league, and for a time, I I should have jumped on it when I had the chance. Oh, because I got to like tell you, beat you to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I like Duval. Uh, he's always good for a multi-homer game. He will hit. He at some point he will have three homers. The only downside I see to him, he's very good enough. Five outfielder league. I wouldn't start him every day. I was expecting batted average is is kind of low, so he's probably not going to be hit. What is he hitting right now? You said two eighty, two eighty eight. Right. Oh, he's still he's still pretty low for the season. He he's yeah, because he. I said he got off of that dreadful start. He's two twenty six. But okay, all right. At the month of May, he he's up towards like two eighty. All right. Yeah, he's a he's a great. Uh, especially you know, he's not going to replace Trout. But um, he could be a nice little addition, and like I said, he's gonna hit homers. You're right when he when you say he's gonna he's a thirty home run guy. The guy just has streaks of you know he could have you six homers in one week, and you know none of us would blink an eye. It just depends on when you get him. He's definitely a streaky player. Agreed. Strikes out a little too much. Doesn't walk at all. So it's pretty much uh, all or nothing with this guy. But, you know, when he does uh, hit him out of the park, his max exit velos in the 92nd percentile, he's got some red on his page. Hard hit percentage in the 85th percentile. Definitely worth a pickup because, uh, quite frankly, the Marlins aren't really – they don't have much better over there. And I think think he's the guy, you know. If he's sitting out on your way, definitely worth a pickup. There's a lot of outfielders that are struggling right now, and he's on a bit of a hot streak. So let's ride him. Agreed. I uh, just to add on to that, 
Yeah, they signed him in the offseason. Like I said, I, I think he's, like you said, he's not really worried too much about the playing time there. I know they got a prospect coming up soon who looks pretty good for the Marlins. We'll get into him later on. But uh, I don't think Duvall's playing time is going to be really hurting too much from that. Um, yeah, when I did, when I, I should have mentioned before I uh, talked about Duvall, I am looking more towards 12 and 14 team leagues. You know, if you're, if you are in a shallow league, uh, like you were saying, you don't really want him to be one of your top, top three, you know, maybe even four or five in really shallow leagues. But if you're in those deeper leagues and you're looking for that fourth or fifth outfielder, this, as you said, you, you ride that streaky wave. That's why uh, Adam Duval seems to this month be catching a little bit of fire. Brandon, do you want to add a little bit more about Adam Duval? Do you want to get into your ad? My only, my only thoughts on Duval is it's actually kind of the opposite of what you said, Tyler. I think there are a few prospects that could be called up for Miami. And not a, maybe Duval could be a, a trade piece for them. But I think that at some point they might call up their younger players. And if he's still on the team at that point, he might lose playing time to them just so they can see what they have for the future. Not necessarily because he's doing bad or something like that, but I think that he could lose time at some point to some, some of the younger players. But who, uh, just to get into this real quick, they have uh, in the outfield right now was a Lewis Brinson. We talked about last week, right? Lewis. Right. But I, so they have, they have Jesus Sanchez, right? They have Jesus Sanchez. Who's a first base. Yeah. Man, corner That's, that was the prospect we're going to talk about. He, he's an outfielder. He, he's going to be coming up sometime this year and he's going to begin his playing time. Right? And they have another outfielder, uh, JJ Blade, who's in AAA, who they think could be up this year as well. And so okay. if he's an outfielder. So if both those guys get called up, you know, if Miami's out of it, why wouldn't they give their young players a shot? Yeah. Here's the question too. Do either of those two players play center field? Does Blade play center? Because I don't. I'm not sure if he's a corner outfielder or if he plays center. I'm honestly not sure. Okay, because that's gonna. Because I don't. Uh, if if was it Jesus, if he doesn't play center, and we know Duvall can't play center, so yeah, that might they might cut into his playing time a little bit, right? Because they are more of corner outfield. So he's he's started six games in center so far this year. He started his. Oh, he has. Or in center field this year, six. Okay, oh, okay. so that's good, that's good news for Duvall, like because. If the guy comes up, I would, you know, maybe throw him in center. And then, so I mean, all I all I know is Duvall is not going to be playing in center field this year for the Marlins. So he he's one of those uh, corner outfielder guys. Who, um, so they have Brinson. Who are their outfielders right now? I'm sorry, they they have Cooper. Is he Anderson, playing? Right, and they have, they, have Bert, they have guys who play everywhere. Like they, yeah, they got a lot of utility guys. Anderson and all right, yeah, yeah I get I could see them coming up. So, I, I mean, right now, I don't worry about that right now. And like you said, Brandon, most likely, uh, Marlon's probably going to trade him off to uh, yeah, contender. No, I, right, right. If, if he's playing well, when they decide to call those guys, yeah. why wouldn't they move him? Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't then be, he'll probably uh, be playing wherever he goes. Talking so. about him playing, like, corner outfield position, he wouldn't be a bad AL, American League uh, team addition with a DH over there, you know? Oh, I, yeah. You can do worse than sticking Adam Duvall in your in your DH slot in the middle of your orders, and you know, so you're right. He could end up being a trade piece, and he would still hold fantasy value. You know. All right, what do you have, Brandon, for your ad? Uh, my ad is Detroit Tigers starting pitcher Casey Mize. Um, okay. Well, if you look at his uh, his last four starts, he's put up four quality starts. He's gone six innings in three of those starts, seven and two thirds in his last start. Um, he's striking out more guys than he's been this season. He's another guy like uh, I know t- both of your guys, I think so far we talked about off to a slow start to start the year. 
um, one of the things I think we need to remember about Mize is he never pitched in AAA. He pitched in the high A in 19, and then he went oh, yeah. to AAA. And then last year, there was no minor league season. So he pitched at the Tigers alternate site, which my guess, if you look at the Tigers lineup, their alternate site was a bunch of bums. So Mize faced a bunch <laughs> of bums last year and then was called to the major leagues. And it's like this dude's had to learn how to be a big league pitcher in the bigs. Oh, yeah. So when I, I don't know, I, I feel like he's starting to figure something out lately. His, uh, uh, his walk per nine is still high. He's walking about like three, three and a half to four guys per nine. But he was a two walk per nine guy in the minors. So I feel like if that's something he improves on, he can keep, keep going what he's been doing. So he can get that consistency going. Nick, you sound like you had something to say about Mize. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you, dude. I I think he is. Uh, I'll say he's a must add for now, but uh, I had him. I just traded him away, and the reason I traded him away is um, he had he has had a lot of solid outings. He really only had one or two very early on uh, bad starts, and they weren't like completely terrible. I think one of them was, but um. Other than that, he he's kind of he's consistently pitched six innings, and he just had his longest start of the season uh, last night, right? Or was it on Tuesday? No, it was on the seventeenth. And granted, yeah. it was against the Mariners, who've been no hit twice. It, that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Matchups, but yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, like I said, I feel like if you. Pitching in AAA, that's like where you learn how to, to be a big league pitcher, and he never had that experience at all. He's oh, learning on the job. I, I, no, I definitely like what I've seen of him. I think he's in his uh, – here's the thing with Mize. I think he's in his cocoon stage. I don't think he's quite there yet. Like you said, he, they kind of jumped him over AAA. Yeah. And they uh, – it's been – I mean, this could change. It's come up that they will be uh, limiting him in the future. So maybe uh, you pick him up. Well, obviously you pick him up now, use him while he, while he's useful, but don't plan on it lasting all the way till the playoffs. Cause they might uh, start limiting him. Maybe uh, take, they're going to limit his innings. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, he's only, he's only 30% owned. So it's not yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I would say he is a must add right now, the way he's been pitching because he is solid. I like him. I, I mean, I didn't trade him away cause I didn't want him. I traded him away cause uh, I'm just trying to fix my – I usually try to trade pitchers for offense. Yeah. And uh, I like the player I got in return. Good old Keith doing his, uh, doing his justice by staying active on the trade market. But, uh, yeah. Thoughts on Mize? No, yeah, I, I agree with what you've been saying. Um, I like that you also mentioned he he's kind of – he never pitched triple A. Yeah. You know, he's don't forget three years ago, he was the first overall pick. You know, well, like he, he's a high prospect, he, he he's he's a big name prospect. You know, like the guy, he just he's still young, his professional career, he's 24. Uh, another guy, too, on the Tigers, Tariq Skubal, another guy, young, 24. The Tigers are just kind of rushing these guys, if you like, not rushing, but they're letting them pitch, they're letting them figure it out. So um, Casey Mize right now, though, his last four starts, looks like he's starting to figure it out. Yep. 
And that's, that's what I think too. He's he's got the stuff. Clearly, you're the number one overall pick in the major leagues. You you have to have really good stuff, and he does. And he took his lumps the beginning of the year, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And he's been pitching well the last couple of weeks. He's been doing it against some good teams. He pitched at Chicago White Sox, at the Red Sox. Those are two of probably the top five lineups in the league. And they're, he's pitching at their parks, right? And he he's performed well. Um, just to go with Scooble, too. I know he's, Scooble's not really an ad right now, but keep an eye on him. Just keep an I eye would, on him. He might figure it out by the end of the year. And if he does, that you know, he could be a future ad that we're talking about on this podcast. Not today, you know, just but just keep an eye out on him too. Keep an eye on those young Detroit pitchers because they've taken their lumps and it's they could figure it out. Looks like Mize has figured it out. I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping that he just continues what he's doing because that that franchise needs something to root for besides Miguel Cabrera. Mm-hmm. You know, three thousand hits or whatever—I don't even know—but they need—they need something to root for Detroit. Just I, I, I feel like you can lump in Nate Pearson with that as well. Another yeah. guy who didn't have a minor league year last year got thrusted into the big league in the middle of the year. Um, there was a few guys like that last year. Maybe Adele. There was hitters like that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like all those guys—you should kind of be a little patient with them. Just, just a quick note on Mize, by the way. The last. Uh, terrible outing he had was April 23rd against the Royals and before that against Oakland he gave up six and five earned runs seven hits each since then one two three four four straight quality starts three earned runs or less uh, uh, against Detroit six innings three earned runs uh, against Oh, no, I'm sorry, not against Detroit. Against Chicago White Sox. Against Boston, one earned run. Against Kansas City, two earned runs. Six innings each. And then a blast against Seattle, 7.2 innings pitch, one earned run. He only gave up a home run to, uh, I believe it was Mitch Hanniger, if I'm not mistaken. Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy. Oh, <laughs> you just, is that real? Jesus, are you, are you messing with me a little bit, Birdman? Who's Birdman? Uh, sorry uh yeah so he's just consistently getting better this was actually his highest strikeout total in this last game against seattle so it's just improvement and you know it's it's on the up he's trending up use him while you can if he gets to if he keeps doing this consistently consistently i will say try and uh sell high sell high while you can because uh he will be limited later on in the season, but use him now. All right. Well said. Let's get to uh, some drops. All right. You guys want me to get started on, on, on my drop real quick here? You can go quick I won't be long. Um, my drop, if you uh, still have this guy, and I know this, this position is really tough, uh, catcher position. It's tough to, to find – a nice quality starting catcher out there. This guy, though, going into the season was high on the board for catchers. I think he might have been in the top five going into your drafts. And that was all based on his 2019 season. I had this guy in 2019. Oh, by the way, his name is Mitch Garber. Talking about the catcher from the Twins, Mitch Garber. 
he I had him in 2019 and he had a, a true breakout season. The guy hit so well in 2019. He hit 273 with 31 bombs. All right. Coming into 2020, looked like he was going to continue that. He had an awful 2020. He hit 167 in that shortened season, but Coming into 2021, everyone kind of gave that 2020 season a pass for everybody across the board. There were some players, I think Moncada comes to mind from the White Sox, had a really bad 2020. Everyone said, don't worry about it, draft him. He's a different story. You know, he's too good. He's too talented. Mitch Garver, this year, 2021, is still only hitting 204. And he's got a little bit of power. He's got the seven home runs, but there's just better catching options out there right now than Mitch Garver. And the playing time is not even fully there in Minnesota. It seems like they're not even fully invested in Mitch Garver anymore. And they're looking for that, you know, next guy to kind of come in and take his place. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong here, guys? What do you think? Who, what do you think, Brandon, about Mitch? Good old Mitch. I think I'd be cutting ties with him at this point. Um, some of his underlying statistics are pretty good. Like he has a high barrel percentage this year. His expected sluggy percentage is 484, which is like way above league average. But he showed that in other years as well and, and hasn't lived up to it. So, I mean, at this point, I, I feel like I'd cut ties. He, he K's way too much. He doesn't walk at all. I know we play in points leagues. That's terrible to have. Yeah. A guy who strikes out like that and doesn't walk, he just he gets you negatives on a daily basis. Um, I, I don't like putting up with that on my team. So, yeah, I, I would be there with you, Tyler. I'd cut ties with him at this point. Mm-hmm. Real real quick before I go to Nick. You're right. Something that really does annoy me as well, even though you're getting points from a guy, I can't stand when a guy goes one for four with a home run and three strikeouts. And it's like you don't even get that full home run joy from the guy. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like Gallo specials. In our league, we get seven points in points league for a home run. And when the guy gets one for four with – with three strikeouts, he's only getting you four points, and it's it's almost like he didn't even hit the home run. But anyways, I had to get it off my chest. Two singles. No, but when you play in categories, leads too. Those guys give you terrible batting averages. Yeah, they ruin it for they're, you for real. Right, right. They they give you certain statistics, but they're so bad in others that it's you got to kind of is it worth it at that point? Which I for Garver, I don't, I don't see that. There's there's been other catchers too this year that have been kind of productive. Guys, you could have picked up at some point and. Yeah, it, it like catchers is almost like you know streaming those low end pitchers. Just get the guys that are starting more often than not, starting two out of three games or three out of four games, and see who has a seven day schedule. At least when you're holding someone like Garver, obviously if it's a uh, real Muto or uh, I don't know who's up there right now. I kind of stopped paying attention to the catcher position overall. Buster Bust Posey, baby. Oh, Buster Posey, who I hadn't dropped because he wasn't getting the playing time, but it doesn't matter. I really, I really regret that one. It sucked because he had, like, early on, he had a few bad starts, like, strike out, struck out a few times. It was getting me negative points, and he was only playing, like, once every two days or whatever. And then as soon as I dropped him, he turned it on. So, you know, maybe go, go try and make a trade for Posey. Are we it's a real deal right now. Dive into the catcher position soon. No. At some point, <laughs> at at some point, we will. <laughs> that might be the we're last. We're gonna cycle through these positions, but uh, we, we will be. We might not even think of 
deep dive, we might take a plunge and come in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to dive down into the pool into the muck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dive into the puddle and then come back out. Yeah. Dirty yeah. position. Yeah, I don't I don't have much to say on Mitch Garver. I uh I actually did have him. I did draft him, but uh it was soon enough where I I just moved on from him. I don't think his if you drop him, don't feel bad about it. You know, your his you know, multi his two home run game that you eventually get is gonna be overshadowed by the fact that he struck out, you know, six times before that. So just move on. Find the next. Find someone who's kind of doing it on. Find someone who's kind of like being pretty productive and uh, could possibly is possibly leading toward a hot streak and ride him out until you find the next guy. Yeah, yeah. He had that one one good season, and ever since he he never lived up to that season since. Real quick though, you know who is the top catcher right now in points leagues? Anyone hold on. Give- hold on. Quick guess. Sal I'm going to guess Sal Perez. He's two. He's number two. Yermin? Yeah. Oh. Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. The oh, You know why he is? Because he hits 3-0 pitches. No, I'm just kidding. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he's having a, a good season. But hey, you want to get into good old Tony La Russa and that, that whole scandal that happened this week. But my God. Nick, you want to give us your drop? Who, who do you have? Who, who are you dropping this, this week? I am dropping uh I had a few, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one. That man is Denelson Lamette. Ooh, ooh, all right. Yeah, I'm sure well, this could spark a discussion, but I'm gonna be honest. I know he's he has some stuff. He has the stuff, his he he's got filthy uh you know mechanics, I guess. And uh he's had success in the past, but he just caught back off the IL, correct? He's been uh, back for a while, believe it. He's, he's been back, back up, he's, but he's but he's been doing relief appearances, yes. two innings here at a time. He has a good ERA. He has good numbers, but um, oh, yeah, he's pitching I, well, but he's only throwing twenty five pitches every outing. So. Yeah, and I I think they might just keep him there for the for the time being, and uh, I don't see him with uh, Melanson getting. Uh, all the save opportunities, high leverage situations. I don't know who else they have in front of them, but I don't think Lamette will have much of a favorable role, favorable role in the near future. So he's kind of highly owned for his, um, for what he's actually bringing to the table right now. And I, I think it'd be time to move on. And he, you might as well view him as if he's in the minors, if he's on a rehab stint, except he's not on the IL. He's taking up a roster spot, and he's only pitching 25 pitches at a time. I'm not sure of what the plan is. Their plan isn't even really clear right now. It's not. They're, saying, they're, they're playing word games. They're saying maybe maybe he starts a game, maybe he doesn't. Like Who knows? You're right. I think, I think it's time to – for the time being, unless something comes clear within within the next uh, few days, I think Denelson Lament is a drop. Okay, I have so much to say, Brandon. Do you want to? Do you want to go? Because I have so much to say. I'll, I'll go. Lamette. I'll go quick. I'll go go quick. ahead. Go ahead. So, it, 
I, I, I like Lamette a lot. And if you, if you look at his – he hasn't been good this year. Like, I mean, he hasn't pitched a lot either. He's only thrown 125 pitches total. It's very limited. Right. Eight innings. But he's not striking out dudes nearly as much as he normally does. He's walking guys. He's giving up hits. He's giving up hard contact. His barrel percentage is through the roof. If, if he was on the free agent wire and he became a starter, I'd pick him up instantly. But at this point, I don't like having guys like this who I feel like he's kind of wasting a spot on your team. So personally, I drop him right now. And I guess it depends on how good you're doing too. If Maybe if I – I have some bad pitchers on my team that I'm actually holding, to be fully transparent, <laughs> Luis Castillo and Kenta Maeda. And I'm doing pretty good so far. So I feel like I'm in a position where I can hold them. If I was losing, though, I feel like I'd at least tried selling one of them to 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 get a good player on my team. So maybe Lamette isn't necessarily a drop, but maybe you can deal him and get something for him. I don't know, Tyler. I know you own Denilson Lamette. So what are your thoughts? I own Lamette. Right. Have I dropped him? And uh, you haven't dropped him. I haven't dropped him. So here's <laughs> the thing. Do you know where Denelson Lamette last season finished in National League Cy Young voting? I don't know where he finished in Cy Young voting, but I know he was at Unreal last year. Fourth. Uh, Fourth. Four. All right. Wow. I mean to cut you off, Nick. I didn't know you were going to actually give it a game. I wasn't saying anything worthwhile. Keep going, keep going, buddy. What is it? Just keep going. I was going to guess you, four. Would you have guessed top five, though? Well, the way you asked the question, I yeah. instantly thought it was going to be high. So yeah. I was going to say four. Right. So. He was filthy last year, right? Filthy. Yep. Like his slider is one of the best pitches in the league. So I, I watched him last year, and I know what he's capable of. Then he had that arm injury at the end of the season. Don't know what's happened ever since. Like, you're right. You nailed it, Nick, on the head. When you said the, the Padres – I don't even think the Padres know what they're doing with him right now, to be honest. That. I hear the name Jace Tingler, their manager, and it makes me want to punch the, the dugout like you know from the from the Braves. <laughs> all right. That's that manager changes his mind every single day. And they ask him questions. Who's pitching tomorrow? And he legitimately looks back at the reporters and says, you know, that's a good question. I really don't know. Like that's his answers. And I the sad thing is a lot of managers will say that. <laughs> But I to just to like not give the other team any like hint. I know where you're going, Tyler. I really think Jace Tingler has, does not know who's pitching tomorrow for his team, and oh. it sucks that the Nelson the Met is the, like I don't know what to do with him. I really don't know. You're both saying drop him. What if I drop him and then he all of a sudden is announced that he's going to become a starter again next week and he's back to throwing five six innings a game? I f- I feel like we should let people know that we play in a 14 team league. With 29 players owned. So we play in a, it's a really deep, in terms of players, it's a deep league. There's nothing on the free agent wire for you to pick up for Denison Lamette. Uh-huh. But if you're in a 12 or a 10 team league, I feel like there's probably something out there that might be more productive for you at this point. Yes. <clears throat> that, okay. I guess that's where I'm going with it. In our, in our league specifically, because it's trying to see. I mean, but... When we get to my drop, well, my yeah. drop is on my team still. <laughs> I haven't dropped it yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let me let me just wrap up with Matt with, with this. Yeah. I think what the plan is right now is they have another pitcher, Ryan Weathers, right? And yeah. he's in like the they're both in like the same boat. They they're like, okay, we don't want to throw them too much. So they're pitching them 
two, three innings a game. And they're kind of like, one's the opener, the other's the middle reliever and they flip flop them. So one, like a week or two ago, the Met opened through like 30 pitches and Weathers came in. And then I think just this past week on Sunday, Weathers opened and Lamette came out of the bullpen and pitched it a couple innings and nothing has been announced for what's next. So I don't know if, for all we know this weekend, we could uh, see the same thing. We could see Weathers open and Lamette come in. We could see Lamette open and Weathers come in, but it, it, it is frustrating. And I get what you're both saying was you drop them because as you can tell, I sound pretty frustrated with the player right now. And it's just because it's hard to manage a team when you don't know what to expect from this guy. Because if he is just going to be a one or two inning middle relief pitcher all season, I'm going to drop him. Right. I did, but I need, I need that confirmation. I need to know what is the plan for this guy? Are you going to stretch him out? Are you going to play him? Are you going to actually let him pitch? And the good thing though, the good, only good news too, is on Sunday, his first inning that he did pitch coming out of the bullpen, he was back to hitting about 96, 97 miles an hour, which is a lot closer to the 98, 99 that he was throwing because his you mentioned it earlier, his fastball is only – the first couple outings was only what, sitting at 92, 93. And, you know, in order for that slider to be working and for him to be more dominant, he, he needs to get it up to that 98 consistency, consistently. So. Mm-hmm. Drop him, Tyler. Drop him. Yeah, just drop him, dude. And scoop him right up. <laughs> Get on to my drop now. He's a two be determined. But yes, let's hear. Uh, let's hear your drop. All right, my drop is Cleveland Indians former closer. It seems like I think Emmanuel Place. Ooh, this is a mm. okay. yeah. So I mean, it's a pretty pretty simple one here. Um, oh, using a simple. All right. Well, I think so. I mean, the last the last few chances, it's gone to James Karinchak. And when you look at their stats, James Karinczak has honestly just been much better than him. Yes. He doesn't strike people out. He walks more guys than Karinczak. He lets on more people on base. He's cool. It's fun to watch. He throws a 100-mile-an-hour cutter. But he's just – I don't think he's as good as Karinczak, and it seems like the Indians are kind of leaning in that direction as well. So last two save opportunities – I think the last two or maybe three have gone to Karinczak. So if you have anybody out there, maybe Kendall Graveman – Michael Fulmer, there's some guys that are starting to get chances for their teams. Possibly pick them up. I can I can give you a few right now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I do. Like you said, Michael Fulmer. I think Michael Fulmer. Michael Fulmer never really made it as a starter, but I think in small sample size, small small little doses. I think Michael Fulmer is a great closer, and I think he has that job in Detroit. Well, the pen, he hits high 90s. He has a nasty slider. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't given up. He has not given up a run since he took it over. He has three saves. One of those is a two-plus inning save, 2.2. Former starter. Former starter. He can go. He he could cover a few innings and probably get that win, probably get that save when they need it. They're a bad team. And that's not to say that they won't get many win. They probably won't get that many uh, win chances. But the thing with bad teams is they're in a lot of close games. Yeah. And the Indians aren't a great team either. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, Tyler, if I'm not mistaken, you're a big Karen check fan. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I liked it. So here's the thing though. I don't know if I had class A, if I would drop him just yet, just 
They haven't. I know it was the last two games. Karen check at the saves, but they never came out and announced that all like Karen check is the closer. No, and I, I, I'm right so there. All you, season right. has been going with a hot hand approach. So class A could easily just because Tito's kind of one of those weird managers too that. You never know what he's thinking in the end of the like, he, all, all I know is both of those guys are lights out. <laughs> like class A, you saying Karen checks better than class A. That's just showing that Karen check's been dominant this season because class A would be an actual closer for at least probably three quarters of the league. He's does a 101 mile an hour slider or whatever that pitch is. What is that pitch that he's throwing? Throws every single time? It's cutter. He throws a hundred miles an hour. He doesn't yeah. K a lot of people with Oof. it. He gets a ton of ground outs with it though. His ground ball percentage is like crazy. Yeah. It's, it's... But I, I, I don't know, man. I'm t- I just think Karen check is really that much better than him personally. Yeah, but okay. maybe Karen checks with a hot hand all year. He's he done could... that. Franco has done that so far, so maybe he does that the whole season. But... What if you're what if you're uh holds? Like what about holds though? Like wouldn't holds be valuable in a way? Like are his saves just that much more valuable where you yeah, can find a better closer and you're, you're, there's saves and usually not holds. So but I mean yeah. yeah our our league, our points league, there's hold there's points for holds. So it's not as many as a save, but well, I kept his, his just my rebuttal in it. Everybody was saying when Class A was, was getting all the saves to drop Karen Chak. I never dropped Karen Chak, and now I'm looking good because I have Karen Chak. You know? So that's what I mean by you never know. Like, all of a sudden, it could, it, it could go back to Class A at some point during the season. That's why I would just be a little bit skeptical. I don't blame you if you drop him. If, if Karen check is just all of a sudden getting every save opportunity. Okay. I get it. If, if you're looking for the saves, then you can drop class A, but I don't know until, until you see that for sure. Uh, he just, I don't know. The guy's really good. The guy's just really good. And it, it'd be tough to drop him. It, it, it could be another one of those things that like, cause like I said, being fully transparent, I'm not, dropping class a in our league i'm keeping him because i don't feel there's anything for me to pick up but i feel in other leagues maybe that especially if you're looking for saves like you said, if you're looking for saves yeah there's probably better guys out there for you and that was my being a drop and so they are sort of popping up but i would i mean i think i would hold on to class a i don't know how bad how bad has he actually been recently he's not necessarily been bad he's he's been letting guys is- on base yeah. He's been letting guys on base, especially way more than Karen check, and he doesn't strike guys out, and he walks guys more than Karen check too. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at it Which right is, now. Two to walks, three walks. If I'm, if I'm a coach, I want the guy that doesn't let guys on base in the ninth inning. Which Karen check has been that guy, but Frank Kona was going to Class A before, so maybe he could go back. Real quick, Nick, who would you take right now, Class A or Fulmer? Right now, if I had to choose. Mm-hmm. Right now, I oh man, it's looking like I would go Fulmer because I think Fulmer actually has a grasp mm-hmm. currently on the on the safe situations. Whereas I do think Karen Check has kind of taken the majority of them recently, mm-hmm. and Class A has looked shaky. So yeah, I would go Fulmer. All right, so let's say that right. If you're in the league. You you have Class A and you look at your way your uh, you know your wave of wire available players and you see, see someone like a Michael Fulmer out there, well then you know that wouldn't be a bad drop in in adding someone like Fulmer to your team to replace Class A at this point. I'll go I'll I'll agree with that. 
but like but just know that like like you guys were saying like i, I get terry francone has always been kind of uh Indians in general have always always been kind of weird with the whole safe situation. They like to do the committee thing. Mm-hmm. Could end up being like an Oakland situation, you know, where they use Trevino, uh, Deakman, and you know whoever else they have. But with this situation, it would be Class A or um, Karen Jack, depending on the situation. But right now, it looks like Karen Jack has it, so. I might be looking to drop him for something a little more consistent, a little more, um, a little more upside at this point. Mm-hmm. Put him on your watch yeah. list. Watch list, exactly. Starts getting saves again. Pick him he back. could get traded too if if the Indians. I don't know how the I think the Indians are uh, not very good this year. So well, done. They're terrible. Yeah. So yeah, they could. The there could be guys on the move. They're the other team besides the Mariners that have been no hit twice. I think. So yeah, the lineup, yeah, the, the lineup's not the best. They got a couple really big bats in the middle, though. Ramirez is is a stud. Brand meal, mm-hmm. brand meal's good. Throw that out there. Rosario's uh, been no, a good, they, they serviceable have... player for many years. They need to figure some things out. They, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I saw Andres Jimenez got optioned down the AAA. So that mm-hmm. uh, you know Lindor's not doing too good in New York, but who they traded for. I think Ahmed Rosario has been like <laughs> the better player right now out of everybody in that, in that trade, which it's been play. rough. And even he's you guys bring your scuba gear with you tonight. A scuba gear. Yeah. Oh, we had scuba gear. I, I've got it. I've not okay. put it on though. I like to hold my breath. All right. Cause we're about to go deep diving <laughs> to the first base position. I've never been All right. Last week we took a deep dive into the outfield. And this week, we're going to look at that uh, 1B, that first base position. So how we're going to do this is we're going to take a look at top 10 points league leaders. Take a look at the top 10 players. Uh, who's got the list? Nick, you got the list uh, for I us? Do. You want to name I, off the top 10 I, for I us? I do have the list. I'll go through the top 10 for you right now. Number one. So here we go. Number one, Vlad Jr., then we go to Yuli Gurriel at number two, Freddie Freeman, number three, Mancini, number four, uh, Carlos Santana, number five, Jared Walsh, number six, Cronoworth, number seven, with that multi uh, position eligibility. Number eight is Jesus Aguilar. Jesus. Hey, Zeus. I, sorry, I keep uh, mispronouncing that. I just, you know. And I hear it, and they got to go with it. Max Muncy, Max Muncy, number nine. And then Ryan McMahon, number 10. What do you guys think about that list? Well, I mean, Vladdy G is uh, having a breakout year of all breakout years. So oh, yeah. One there. Yeah, he's well above the rest, too. I think he's above 200 points at this point, whereas the other guys are still hanging around. 180, no, 170. Actually, yeah, it's uh, it's Vladdy's and then Yuli Gurriel at two, right. and then everybody else is like way below those two. But yeah, Vladdy's like got a pretty solid lead over Yuli. Yeah, he's got like a ten point, ten points more than Yuli, and then Yuli's got like twenty eight more points than Freeman. So 
Mm-hmm. That goes to show the type of season that Vlad's having. And even even Yuli Gurriel's having yeah. a pretty, pretty good season. Like he's, he's off to a very hot start. Not what I expected. What, a, what player kind of sticks out to you, though, Brandon, out of these top ten? To me, um, I'm going to have to go. I think you guys said he's the number five guy on the list, Carlos Santana. Great yeah. guitarist. Oh, no, wait, the baseball player. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Favorite guitarist. Guitarist. But the uh, the baseball player is number five on the list, I think. Yes, yes. number five. Yes, yep. he is. I don't have it in front of me, so. He's number yeah, five. So, so I, I picked Santana as a guy I wanted to talk about. Um, I've loved this dude, seriously, his whole career. He came up as a catcher, switch hitter. I love catchers, so. Um, he's had a great career overall. He's always been a guy who's patient at the plate. He doesn't strike out a lot. He walks a ton. He's had multiple seasons where he's walked more than he struck out, which you might maybe see like one or two percent of the players in Major League Baseball be able to do that. Oh yeah. Um, but coming out of last year, there weren't many people who were high on Carlos Santana. He had a, a really down year. He batted 199, so he was under 200. Um, he had eight home runs, but that was really all he did. He hit a little bit of power in the short season, and a lot of people thought he was done. He was kind of a forgotten about forgotten about guy coming into the season this year and he's basically repeated his 2000 he's starting to repeat his 2019 season where he had 34 bombs 93 ribbies he walked 108 times struck out 108 times so another one of those years where he's walking just as much as striking out um yeah all of his underlying stats kind of bear out what he's been doing so far this year He's just a guy I love to watch. Um, kind of gotten better as he's gotten older. I don't know. Any of you guys got anything to talk about Carlos Santana? You go ahead, Tyler. No, I just I agree. Um, definitely something I really like about him is is his, uh, the way that he he walks a lot and he doesn't strike out that much, and that's. You know, those are two things that are overlooked a lot. Everyone, everyone loves the home runs, the RBIs. And of course, you know, if you're looking for fantasy, you need those things, but just, you know, getting on base, walking, scoring runs, like those, those things are undervalued sometimes. And, and he, he's someone who at that position can, can do those things for you as well. So, yeah, I'm also a big Carlos Santana fan. I have always been a, Carlos Santana fan to be honest uh, but for some reason every anytime draft day comes I'm always looking for someone else when he's sitting there staring me in the face every, huh? season, every season he goes late almost I feel like yeah he, he, dro- anyway. he drops down and then he always low key under the radar ends up uh, being top 10 at the position you know and it's like man I, I guess I should have just stuck with Carlos Santana, which has always led me to success because he's always like, he's not my top first baseman, but he's always a nice like second one. And he doesn't have the eligibility of catcher anymore. Or, But, I mean, how can you go wrong with him? He, he can't say enough good things about him. He's always he's always killing it for fantasy teams, and he and it usually goes like this because he he was off to a sort of slow start, and then you know warmer weather comes around, and here he is. He always hits his level. Yeah, 
He always levels out, and he and he sneakily become he sneakily winks his way into the top ten, and you don't th- he never think twice about it. Just like oh, Kyle Santana's in the top ten. It's not a surprise, but <laughs> it's uh, I like it. I like Carl Santana. It's somebody you should probably try and trade for, to be honest, because he's probably someone's second first baseman. You yeah. know, undervalued probably. Well, probably undervalued. Maybe not now because he has been pretty hot. But I would, I would try and buy Carl Santana. He was offered to me a few times, and I and I denied it. And I'm thinking I should have took it back in the day. Now it's probably going to take a little more. <laughs> but yeah, what stands out to you, Nick, on the top ten? Uh what stands out to me is uh, my boy Freddie, man. Just. At number three again. And I got to tell you, I've been, Freddie has been my guy. He's just my guy for since the day one of fantasy baseball. And the guy never lets me down. This is what you would consider a down year for him. And he's still the third overall ranked first baseman. The guy never lets me down. He's been doing it for years. He's, personally one of the best hitters in baseball, I think. I'm not saying he's on Trout's level or anything like that, but Steady Freddy, dude. I I love seeing it. He's always top five. I don't think that's changing. Not anytime soon, as long as he stays healthy. He has some, I think his worst year is probably that year he broke his hand from getting hit by a pitch. I wouldn't, I love Freddy because he's always mid- second round or early second round to third round. He's never drafted in the first round, but when it comes back around, he's always an automatic pick for me. I'm always getting him if I have the chance to get him. And I can't say enough about the guy and all his uh, expected stats are supposed to be way higher than what they are. He's on a down year. I think he's only hitting like 220, but he's got 12 home runs and, uh, that's right up there with Acuna. That's right up there with uh, Vlad. So, I don't know. He, he's always hitting in the heart of the order. He's always producing. There's not much more I could say about him than he's my best man. And he always will be. He's always going to be top three to me. He's probably, in my heart, he's number one. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't always translate in fantasy. But with Freddie, it does. What do you guys think? Fred, just two things I love. He hits the ball hard, and he doesn't strike out. Oh, yeah. That's what I look for, man. He, 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 he will perennially be a top 10 first baseman year in, year out while he's in the league. I mean, he's 32. I'm not sure how much longer he has left, maybe four or five more years, but I think he'll be up there every year. He kind of has the same – that that patient – that quality that Carlos Santana has, I think that age as well. Yes. Contact and he's patient. So. And it, and it seems the power has come with his age because he wasn't always yeah. this much of a power hitter, but the last few years he's been knocking the ball around. And, and the best thing about this is anytime I tune in, whether it's on the radio or uh, watching it on uh, the TV, if Freddie Freeman's at bat, I will tune in specifically for that at bat 
in somehow, some way. I'll I'll say to be fair, like three out of four times, seventy five percent of the time, the guy hits a home run. As soon as I like chime in, as soon as I go and check it out, it's like a weird thing. That's probably why I love him way more than I should. But it's it's like it was meant to be. It's a match made in heaven for me, and I. I I'll probably be the most stubborn with him out of any player in baseball. He's my favorite player. Hands down. Any thoughts, Tyler? I mean, I'm going to be able to top what you said about Freddie Freeman, so I'll leave it at that. Whatever, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he's, he's a great player. Yeah, nothing. He's a top, probably a top 10 player in the league, a positional player. And he's number three this year. And of course he is. He's been doing it for years. Uh, my guy that sticks out to me is one of my personal favorite players, Trey Mancini. Uh, just he got off to a slow start, which is expected. Um, obviously missing last season, coming back from cancer. Uh, the guy is just a great hitter. And I personally were in a keeper league. I kept him last year. I kept him this year. I just knew I know how good of a hitter he is, and he's starting to prove it. He's on fire lately uh, this week in his past four games. He has six home runs. He's now leading the entire league in RBIs, and I couldn't be happier for the guy. He still plays on that not very good team over in Baltimore, but he's got some – that lineup's underrated. I've been saying that for, for a while now. He's got uh, Cedric Mullins hitting in front of him, Austin Hayes. If your boy Mountcastle Nick could get a little bit hotter behind him, you know. I wish they uh they, they got some bats in that lineup. But yeah, I'm not gonna say much more. Trey Mancini sticks out to me. I'm happy he's in the top ten. I'm number five right now, and um, I think from now until the rest of the season, he's just gonna continue to keep hitting. Anyone you guys got uh, outside of the top ten who who might be you know, still trying to find their groove this season that you can see finishing a little bit higher than what they are right now in the top 10? I'll go ahead. I just wanted to touch on a guy real quick. A little bit of a homer here, but um, Bobby Dahlbach, who uh, obviously got off to a very slow start this year after having a great 2020 when he got called up. Um, I'm just looking at his, basically the last two weeks so far, he's kind of turned things on here. He's got a 294 batting average, 351 on base percentage, and a 676 slugging percentage. Three home runs, four doubles. He's driven in 12, and he's walked three times to 10 strikeouts, which is definitely something uh, you want to see from him. He strikes out so much. Um, and he's also given you one stolen base, too, which I think anybody playing in the categories league will take. Um, a lot of his underlying stats look similar to last year. He's got a really high barrel rate. He's just – he's the guy who wants to talk about. I feel like he could have a, a – I don't want to say he's going to be the same player that he was in 2020, but I feel like he's a lot better than what he started this season as. Any of you guys yeah. have any uh, risers or want to talk about Dahlbeck a little bit? I uh, I like Dahlbeck, but uh, Dahlbeck, I don't know how to really say his name either. But um, Well, I'm not great with names. I might be saying it wrong. Yeah. And he's definitely barreling up the ball. The only thing I could say about him is he is one of those guys who were we talking about earlier who uh, strikes out way too much. 
Um, I seem to talk about a lot of those guys, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely got the power. When I had him, he didn't even hit a home run, and I I uh, moved on from him. He's hit four since then. So yeah, I I think he will get better. His expected stats were supposed to be um were at some point very much higher than what he's performing right now. What's he hitting? Two batting basically two hundred. Yeah, his expected, his expected batting average isn't. It's two thirty six. It's not like it's crazy high, but yeah, that's not what you're not really looking for a high batting average from him. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, he mashes lefties. That's the difference. He, because he's a he's a righty, right? Yeah. So he's very good against lefties and against righties. He's just absolute garbage. So <laughs> sorry to put it so uh so plainly. Get him in your lineups against lefties. Yeah, if he's starting against a lefty, definitely throw him in there. You'll get some positive results. I would I imagine. like Adam Duval. Is that what you were talking about? Who strikes out? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah he's striking. Yeah, the power numbers. Yeah, he's striking out like uh 30%, 33% of the time, which is down from last year. So he's striking out less, but it's one of those guys like He's a good fill-in for now, but he's probably riding the bench until he puts together, like, three or four good games in a row, I would say. Decent games. I won't say good games, but decent games. Pro- positive production. Mm-hmm. I got to see an extended – I got to see it in an extended uh, sample size. We did see it during spring training, but obviously yeah. not the Look. regular season. So, but we know he's got he can do it. Like we've seen him go off spring training. He what? Did he lead the the spring like all the leagues in spring training with home run thing? He had like eight or nine, right? And he was kind right. of like it was almost like every game he was hitting another home run. And we were all excited to go into the season starting first baseman and kind of kind of had a slump to start the year. But he has been getting a little. I can see a little bit of. Uh, you know, upward trend going with him. So we'll, we'll see. Like, like I agree, Nick, I think, you know, if we will maybe a bench stash right now, see how he does. And if he heats up, then you could find yourself a pretty solid, uh, either starting first baseman or utility player, you know? Yeah, exactly. Definitely, definitely worth the stash. I'm not saying, but if this guy, if you're like holding on to Dahlbach and you're missing out on guys like, uh, you know, in Hap or um, who else has been hot lately? Uh, anyway, any anybody who's hot right now and he's still slumping, striking out too much, getting you negative production. Um, you know, don't don't be sold on him as some savior of your team. But definitely, you can't believe in the upside if if you're sitting on him if you're in a good position. I like to I like to think of the glass half full scenario. So I'll I'll agree with you, Brandon. I think he I think he's on the up. He's had he's shown some uh, things recently, and hopefully he builds off that. That's mm-hmm. a, that's how I'll put it. Especially with the Red Sox doing so well right now, mm-hmm. being uh, first in the division and whatnot, having all that power. For sure. Yeah, a guy that sticks out to me, um, who's not top 10 right now, he's still on the IR, he's injured, 
but someone that you might want to keep an eye on uh, if you're looking for a first baseman, you know, in a few weeks, uh, if he's out there, you might want to grab him and stash him uh, right now is Christian Walker from the Diamondbacks. Uh, when he comes back, I think he's going to slot right back into that cleanup spot or number five in the lineup. Usually it's right in the middle of the order there. And he's been really good the past two seasons, uh, 2019. He hit 29 home runs. So he, he's pretty close to being a 30 home run guy. Last season hit 271 with seven home runs. So he hits for decent average and he's got power. So Christian Walker, uh, you know, we don't have to touch on him that much, but obviously he's had a pretty rough go of it with injuries. Uh, we talked about his oblique, I believe it was, uh, kind of hurt it a second time. Like he came back for a couple games and went back on, but it's looking like he could be back sooner rather than later. So if he can come back and, and show that he's healthy again, Christian Walker uh, could could be moving up, you know, uh, from his spot where he is right now in points leagues and, and kind of moving up kind of closer towards that top 10 position uh, and at the position. I agree with that. The only thing is the health. It kind of stinks that he's uh, off the fields quite a bit from – I feel like any time I look at Christian Walker – on someone's team, just in very random moments, it's IL stint. And I don't know. I, I hope he – they say it's not – he was – I think there was an update saying this wasn't as bad as the first IL stint. And he should be back sooner rather than later. But um, if he comes back, that'd be great. And, you know, the Diamondbacks kind of have a, you know, pretty good offense right now. They have some good hitters on their team. You know, Josh Rojas, Pat, uh, Paven Smith. Um, Marte's back, too. Marte is back. They, that could be that could be a dangerous lineup if he gets back, too. So my, they, my my only thing with them is is who somebody, one of their players is going to have to sit when everybody's healthy. Because, I know. Because Pavin Smith has been playing well. He plays first in corner outfield. Marte's back. Rojas plays corner outfield. Rojas, Rojas plays outfield. everywhere. Right, he also plays in the infield. But I just feel like there might be a little bit of a roster crunch somewhere. And I'm not saying it's going to be Walker that misses out. But you be careful with it. He's been hurt. The oblique thing is weird to me. He hurt it once, and then he was out for a while, and then he hurt it again. They said it wasn't as bad. I don't know. I, I play usually plays second or center, though, right? So I think they could be okay there if Marte's kind of playing one of those yeah. positions because they'll have two – Maybe throw those Rojas and, and Smith and left and, and right, and then Walker should be able to take his spot back at first. Hopefully, you know, unless I'm yeah. Peralta, Peralta too, though. So yeah, we I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. I think I think if they're if those guys are hitting well enough, they'll they'll find ways to get them in the lineup. I'm not really sure what the rest of their team. Well, Cole, Cole Calhoun's on the I.L., right? So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that I might be another no idea when he's supposed to be back. I, uh, if there's one thing I'll admit is I do not know anything about Cole Calhoun's status. Right <laughs> <We're going paradise. laughs> oh, man. Not a guy I would keep my eye on. What about you, Nick? Any any guys you got coming up? I think uh, – I think – Position. So uh, C.J. Crone, okay. he's been hurt. And yeah. he, he started off very slow, very slow. That's been a thing. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of slow starts. Like even like Freeman's slow too, but it's been better late. But um, yeah, I think just playing, just just the fact that he plays in Colorado for half his oh, yeah. games, that's already one thing. He's got great power, and I gotta tell you, he was miserable first portion of the season, and he started turning it on, brought his average all the way up to. Let's see what it is right now. He just got back off another. He got back off a little IL stint. Had a homer his first game back, but struck out three times the next game. Um, damn, this is taking forever. I think. Well, the actually two Colorado guys, Josh Fuentes as well, but I don't know what he's been hot as a pistol. Josh Fuentes over the last uh, seven games. But I don't know what the whole like uh, crunch situation is in Colorado. I don't know if he'll get more playing time or if he'll get cut back. He was a bench guy before Crone came in. But Crone is... I guess his Crone will probably get his spot back when he comes back. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that... It kind of stinks. Fuentes is showing a little bit of uh, some promise here. But his limited time might uh, kind of hold him back, and like you were saying, he he comes in. He the time he's gotten has been pretty productive. He does well, and he's on a hot streak that brought his average all the way up to two fifty. What do you guys think of Chrome? I I think he's just a, he, I think he's a great hitter. It was only a matter of time before he started up. Uh, you know, hitting in course. They actually have a, th- a series this weekend. We'll see how he does then. But I think Crone could push for, like, top 15, maybe hit the border of a lower top 10. I, l- I liked Crone coming into the year. I thought he could have a big year in Colorado. I mean, obviously in Colorado. I thought he could hit for a lot of power. He had a couple years early in his career, 18 and 19, where he hit 30 and 25 home runs. I felt like he could kind of, you know, get back to that. He had a down 2020. He only had four home runs, 190 average. But and then what you saw from him was he was starting to turn things around before he went and got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I I definitely I think Crone can can turn a season around and make kind of a push up into the higher end of the first base position. Um, oh, yeah. talking about Fuentes, I like Fuentes too. He had a hot spring. He was good at the end of last year, but I think he'll be back to a bench role once Crone comes back. Oh, yeah. So, Tyler, I don't know if you have anything about Chrome. No, I, I can see him moving up for sure. And and you you hit it with both of you with his planet chorus is a huge advantage to any fantasy player. So his power, power bat playing at a park like that um, definitely could, you know, once he's back, uh, put up some good power numbers. So definitely could be moving up the rankings. Um all right, let's get into the next segment, prospects. Any of you want to start us off really, really quick with a prospect here on, uh, you know, some of these teams, if you're looking for the next guy getting called up? Possibly, uh, I'll, play, you know, I'll hit on my guy star. real quick. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I got a guy. So um, so we talked earlier about Danny Duffy was placed on the IL for Kansas City Royals. They have a pitcher in AAA, Jackson Cower. He's gone 15 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, six walks. Two earned runs with 22 strikeouts. Um, 
dude's got a filthy changeup from everything I've read. I've never seen him pitch before. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch uh, minor league feeds of on the internet. It's very hard to come by. But uh, he's got a filthy change from everything I've read. One of the best in the minors. He pitches uh, mid to high 90s fastball. He still doesn't really have a third pitch yet. But um, he's been lights out in AAA. They've given Daniel Lynch a shot already. He didn't really pitch that well. I think the next guy up could be Jackson Cower. So uh, that's my prospect. I would uh, keep an mm. eye on him. Tyler, prospect watch. Yeah, uh, a guy I'll hit on. So if you listened to our podcast last week, we talked a lot about uh, the Rays infield. And the guy we kept bringing up was their number one prospect. And as you should have brought him up, Wander Franco. Uh, I'm not going to hit on Wander right now, though. I'm going to hit on the number two prospect in the Rays organization. His name is Vidal Bruhan. Right now he's playing AAA with the Durham Bulls. And uh, the Rays are very high on this guy. And from what I'm hearing is he uh, could be getting called up very, very soon uh, before Wander. Wander might be getting called up. Later this year, I expect to see Franco at some point this season. I think Bruhan will be their next call-up, though. And uh, this guy right now has been been raking. He's hitting 339. Uh, he's got four stolen bases. So they've already known this about the guy. He's a really good uh, hitter when it comes to average. He's got speed. He's been playing the outfield um, down in the AAA uh, team. So he should be coming in as an outfielder or something that's been a little that they didn't expect out of him, I should say, is his power. So he has six home runs right now. And they're uh, everyone in the Rays organization is very happy because they didn't know that he I guess he changed his swing and he's kind of doing like a uh, kind of like our boy in Boston, Jaron Duran. They, they always knew the guy, you know, could, could hit for average and he can run ba- he run the bases, get a lot of steals. But now this guy's looking like he could be a power threat as well. So he's looking really good in AAA. And I'm excited for him to come up when he, when he does come up with a raise. Brandon, you, you picked this guy up in our league, didn't you? Like kind of beat me to it here because I just started looking at this guy and, you know, I, I kind of scoured our uh, waiver wire and, and players here and, Noticed he was on Team Brandon Duff. What do you yeah, what do so, you have to say about this guy, Brandon? Well, first of all, I feel like we have a, a league where you can hold a bench player, maybe who's not necessarily playing. You can kind of get away with that. So I felt I had an opening. I had a spot there, and just looking through different minor league stats, league leaders in the trip in AAA. I was looking at OPS, home runs, uh, RBI. Just kind of looking through everything, seeing who the leaders were, and Bruhan was on every single one of those leaderboards. So I just felt like he was a good ad. I feel like they have a few holes in their outfield. Maybe they could fill possibly. They have some guys who haven't exactly panned out. So, and like you said, I feel like they're the kind of team that by the end of the year, they'll probably have him up. They'll have Franco up. They have another guy who plays, plays in the outfield, Josh Lau, who um, is off to a really hard start, hot start as well in AAA. So. That, that team. Yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, they always got some prospects on the rise. Every year, produces new talent, new talent, new talent. And then they just they just trade off the ones that they don't believe in. When you don't have money, that's the only way you can win. Yeah. Yeah. Then like Blake Snell goes away, and okay, don't worry about it. We have another. We have another Blake Snell. We have McClanahan. 
Yeah, we got McClanahan, yeah. we got Patino, we got yeah. you know Honeywell. They got so many guys down in that down there right, right now. They got Bruhad. They got Franco. You know, Rosarena, who's now on our team. Right? Yeah, I know. We'll trade. We'll trade for a Rosarena. We know something the Cardinals didn't. You know, I don't know. There's, that organization just turns nothing into something. All the time. Another guy it's there. It's there. They just know. They know what is something. Great so, scouting. Great player development. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Anyone on your radar down in the? Uh, so uh, I'm. Land? I'm looking at the the Braves are. Um, you know, they're they haven't been that good this season. You know, for all these big names they have on their offense, they're kind of getting shut down by uh, you know, not that great of pitchers. They they they're very slow to start right now, and uh, their outfield isn't very great outside of Acuna. They're uh, starting this uh, veteran guy already out in center field. And I'm, I'm not sure who their uh, other outfielder is, but Enciarte's hurt. Pachi. What's that? Christian Pachi. Is he still up with them? Or? Oh, no, it's it's, it's Ozuna, right? So it's Ozuna. Right. But yeah. Ozuna. Christian Patch. Christian Patch is a high, highly – uh, is a high – yeah, yeah. I don't Pash Christian Pash. You say Pachi, I say Pachi. Right. Yeah, say Pachi, I say Pache. I say Pachi. Paycheck, Paycheck, Pachi. Christian P A C H E. What happened to him in center field? He's having a rough go, right? So is that, you said Herenia. Well, he's he's also on the IL. Uh, yeah. Who's on the IL? Yes, okay. Inciarte also on the IL. Oh, They're starting okay. this guy Heredia. He's a crafty vet. He's He's okay, but he's not uh, anything crazy. So we have a guy down get down in AAA right now. His name is Drew Waters. This man is their number two prospect. He started off a little bit slow, but he's come around. He's been 326 on the season. The last three games, I mean, last two games, he's hit three homers, and he's gone seven for 10. 806 at... Uh, let's see here. Three for five, four for five. He's got double. He's got double. He's got RBIs. He's kind of doing it all. He's stepping his game up a little bit. Does strike out up, strike out a little bit, but he's got great tools. He's a center fielder. That's a position that's kind of their, I would say their weakest right now, I suppose. Um, there are concerns that, uh, his approach will catch up to him as he moves up, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. And he's batting great right now. He's got a lot of power. He's got some good. Uh, he's he's kind of in the red right now. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on him. And if the Braves continue to struggle, he might be up earlier than you think. Might be, might be a good time. If you like, if you have a spot like Brandon did to stash brew on, Maybe you stash a guy like Drew Waters, especially uh, now with guys like, uh, you know, Mike Trout out. Not saying he's going to come up and be Mike Trout, but in that Atlanta offense, he's got a lot of upside. Is he AAA right now? He is AAA. Yeah, one of the good things about him, though, in 2019, he had a 36% K rate, which is absolutely terrible. 
Mm-hmm. Cut that down to 25% this year. And that's that's like one of the biggest differences for him. Exactly. When you look at him, I mean, yeah, he's having a great year so far. I mean, it's a short season, but small sample size. But what's uh can any of you tell me what WRC plus is? It's weighted is... runs created. Weighted runs created. So so basically 100 is average. Uh-huh. The 167, he's like 67% above that. He's doing really good. That 167 is awesome. Okay. Gotcha. That's good. Yeah, I still I'm still learning these stats. So I'm I'm trying to trust me. They're all so I'm on a, I'm a on a learning curve here. Every day yeah. I look at something, I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm a, I like I'm a vibes guy. I look at a player, I watch a player a few times, I see like what he's doing on paper, and I'm like, oh, I like you. Yeah. Or I, I listen I'll to a few you. of their bets, but I got to learn all these little random, you know, wobas and WRCs. And... How many of them actually matter? Like, that's the, that's the yeah, I know. I just want to like, know the ones that actually, actually matter. Really look at like what does matter out of them, you know? But yeah, yeah, there you go. Drew, Drew Waters, right? We gave you uh, a pitcher and two hitters for prospects there. So, you know, if you're in a deeper league and, and you're looking to grab that next guy who, who could be coming up, we gave you three names right there to, to keep your eye on. All right. So let's move on, guys. Last segment here, and it is time for Mr. Money in the Bank. All right. Let's get into it from last week. We all last week we all made our uh, predictions. We all we all we all wrote some paychecks. We got to see uh, if uh, you know if we're gonna be cashing those paychecks. That, that's what we're gonna be looking at. You know, we're gonna be holding ourselves accountable every week, looking at what's going on. I don't think anyone's officially – we can't officially say for sure if we cashed in yet, all right, because we still have the weekend. A lot of our predictions – I think all of our predictions went until this Sunday, right? So we kind of – Yeah. So – Yeah. Uh, let's just quickly update on that, and then let's give our money in the bank predictions before we sign off for the night, guys. How does that sound? That sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. Awesome, right. dude. Nick. I think you had something going on with Mr. Nico Horner. What's what's going on there? What's going on? <laughs> so that was a. Uh, I'll just chalk that up to a loss. He's probably not hitting a home run, but I'm gonna due. tell you, he is due. I haven't seen the much much power out of him. Yeah. Definitely a line drive machine. So far, a singles machine, but he's still batting for the average. He hasn't been as hot as he was when he first uh, started, especially since coming off the IL. Still only a few games, but. He's still producing. He's still getting hits. Multi-hit games still the past couple. I'm not going to win the home run uh, bet. The home, I, I'm probably losing my money on that, but I'm still happy with what I'm seeing out of him. You don't think so? Guy could hit two home runs on Sunday. And double dong. I, I, well, hey. You Hold know up what? for the double it's not, it, it's not. Yeah, I will. You know, it's not over till Sunday. So, you know what? I'm going to – I'm gonna keep the faith. <laughs> we'll let, we'll definitely finish off this saga next week. But um, how 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 are your guys looking? How are your uh, bets looking there? Brandon, go ahead. You had uh, Mr. Kikuchi, I believe, right from Seattle. What's going on with him? So uh, Kikuchi started against the, the Detroit Tigers. He went six innings, three in runs, four walks, and he had eight strikeouts. So that puts me seven strikeouts away from my prediction, which was 14 plus. Okay. More than, more than 14. So he needs seven more to, 
to get more than 14, to get 50. Okay. Right. So, uh, so when's the next time he's pitching and who's the team he's, he's playing? pitching Sunday and it's against San Diego Padres. Oof. Yes. Okay. Ooh. So seven strikeouts no, against on Padres on Sunday. My booties. Oh man, that's that's a terrible one. That's a lot of strikeouts. Check though, to be honest with both of you. Should, should you you might ready? be checks ready for Sunday. What do you think ready. the odds? What do you think the odds are on that? The odds? Uh, I'm not really a I'm not a like a gambler or an odds maker, but I think if you look at his, his previous starts, seven, seven, eleven, eight. Those are his K numbers. And he, oh yeah. So he's done it in his last four. That's like his average. So and that's aver- the Dodgers, Baltimore Orioles. He's faced some decent offenses. So okay. I, I think he can do it. He's gonna catch I, for me. I'm there with him. What about you, Tyler? All right. So my money in the bank prediction had to do with Max Freed of the Atlanta Braves. I predicted. I said take it to the bank. I said on uh, last this past week on Monday and over the weekend. So was, he has a two-week start. I said he will have two quality starts. On Monday, he faced the New York Mets. Mr. Freed went six innings, gave up one run. In my book, fellas, that is what you call quality start. So Mr. Max Freed already has one quality start, and now I just need him to give me that second quality start over the weekend. He's facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was believing, I believe he was supposed to pitch Saturday, but I think he got moved back to Sunday. I know, Brandon, in the news and notes section, you did bring up he uh, had a little cramp in his hand, but I don't think it's that serious. He actually rolled his eyes at the, you know, the trainer and <laughs> your boy, Snicker, uh, Frazier, the, the manager, Brian <laughs> Snick, rolled his eyes at them and kind of came up. He should have never been out there to begin with anyways. But uh, yeah, you got the quality start for me. Going Sunday against the Pirates. Guys, should I get my paycheck ready? Am I cashing in? What as we... long as he pitches, I think he'll be cashing in. I, I think he looked good on Monday. I think he's back to looking real. That's why I went with it. I said he's back, and he looked good on Monday. And I think against the Pirates, I think he can go six innings, less than three runs. You're right, though. The injury scares me. That's the only thing I don't – he just needs to go the six innings, though. To get right. You need to make sure he starts, right. right. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like the call. And you can take that to the bank. All right. This week, <laughs> this week, we got some more money in the bank predictions for you. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, go ahead, Brandon. Let us know. All right. So my money in the bank player. We're gonna so one of my one of my players that I own went on the IL recently with a broken hand. And the uh, man that's gonna be filling in, in for him on the most part is uh, Gavin Lux. And that's gonna be my money in the bank player. So we'll talk about Gavin Lux's month of May so far. He is batting 328 with a 391 OBP and a 483 slugging percentage. He so far in May only has five extra base hits. But my prediction for this upcoming week is three extra base hits from Gavin Lux. And I think you guys can put, take that to the bank. <laughs> That's Three the, what's what's the dates so what are we going from tomorrow going from, from friday till all right well for for hitters i think we should go from the day it should be a week it should be from now till till we record okay so next from now until till the next time uh, so now until thursday all right, but nico so so you got you were going to go through the weekend with nico yeah, yeah. I, I i declared that last week but for now on 
My, After my that one. money in the bank when I get to it, I'm going up until Wednesday. But so so by next time we record, I'll get, have you updated on both my. That's I want to do that with my hitter as well. But you want to go to yeah. Wednesday, May twenty sixth. If pitchers have two starts, that's if, different. Yes, right. but for hitters, okay. So you're saying Gavin Lux from in now until May twenty from right. tomorrow, starting tomorrow, May twenty first through May twenty sixth. He has what five or six games? Probably one of the two, right? He'll have five because I think they're Monday off. Five games, right? Okay, and he's going to have at least. All right. So that's three. even. All right. Three, yeah, I'll go three. Three extra base hits. At least three extra base hits. Gavin Lux, my money in the bank player. Team right. up. Nick, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I will go. So, um, I'm going to go with the, one of my players. I guess it's just how we're going to do it. But um, I'm going to go with the uh, hashtag my Captain America, Mister Trevor Rogers. Oh, I thought you were all right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your best man. I'm sorry, your Captain America is Sheva Rogers. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so coming off a his first, well, actually no, he had another one, but coming off probably one of his best performances this season, over seven innings, one earned run, eight Ks, good twenty five points against the Phillies. He should line up for a two start week. Oh, actually, yes. So he's facing the Phillies again on Monday. I don't know who his second matchup is, but regardless of who that second matchup is, oh, I'm going to say next week. He's not even looking at who he's pitching against for a second. All right, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't uh, no, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel. matchup is the Red Sox. Okay. I'm sticking with it, baby. At Fenway? It's at Fenway, yes. Ooh, the confidence of, of all right, go ahead, Freddie. Uh, what do you got? Hey, hey, guess what? I'm rolling with Nicholas get, on this one. Get ready to blow your socks off. All right, here we go. So in either of those starts, I'm gonna say he doesn't give up any more than two earned runs in either start. He'll walk less than four total in both of those starts. So one start he could have three, the next one he could have one. But he won't go over four, four right, walks combined. combined. Okay. In one of the in one of those starts, I can't tell you which one. I don't know. One of those starts, he will reach double digit Ks, whether it's 10, 11, whatever. Dude, so what so less than two earned runs each game. Each each start, each game. Less than four walks total. Combined. Yeah. Combined. And one of those games he'll have double digits. And I'm for sorry, case, Nick, did you say who his first start was against? Uh, Philadelphia Phillies. All right. He's going to I'm I'm. my guess is he puts up most of that work against the Philadelphia Phillies. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> so where can we take that, Nick? Where are we going to take that? Oh, we're taking that to the bank. Put that money down. Okay. My, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. Can I do a little follow up uh, prediction for, for for Nick? Yeah, you can branch you can branch off. Rogers is gonna want. get a quality start against Boston. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. Have a quality start against Boston. I think yeah, Boston that's doesn't hit. He, that's his big test. He's lefty, right? He's left handed. Yep. Yeah. No, Boston for some reason, like a lot of the times, they struggle against lefties. I don't know why. Like they always have. Like it's yeah. Means opening day, obviously more opening day is tough to. Get. I think Rogers is hold out, but they just. I remember just every once in a while they have a lefty face them and they don't do well. So I, I can actually see them him pitching well against Boston. 
Speaking of Boston, do you guys know Xander Bogarts has the second most hits in the league as we speak right now? Do you know J.D. Martinez has the third most hits in the league as we speak right now? Ooh. Notice I didn't say who number one is. Do you either of you know who number one is in the league most hits right now as we speak? In hits? I'm going to say uh, hits. Well, I, I, I kind of already know who it is. Did you look? No, no, I, I didn't just because of uh, earlier conversation. Can I, can I say it? Or... Yeah, go ahead. Brandon, do you want to guess first? Did I? Uh, I don't know. I might have missed this, but um, my, I feel like I'm wrong now. But my guess was going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Not correct. Not I'm go. I'm going to say. Uh, and I, I like this guy because we share the same last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Who is it? Oh, right. It's going to be uh, Mr. Adam, Adam Frazier. Frazier, number one in the league in the hits. The guy who, who, who top would, ten batting average. The guy has been. A machine this year for my squad, Adam Frazier. Guys hitting. Let me check this out here. Oh, I should have known. Three twenty-five. He's two for three tonight. Guy's a hit machine. Look, look at him. The last six games. Let me let me see what you got here. We got. Uh, he's got two hits, two hits, one hit, two hits, two hits, four hits. My money in the bank prediction is uh, Mr. Adam Frazier has five games starting tomorrow, May twenty-first. To Wednesday, May 26th, five games. He will have at least seven hits. He'll keep it going. Hit machine. At least. I agree. He's a great points league guy. I love him. And you know what? Pittsburgh. Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier. That's all you need. Brian Hayes will be back at some point. Oh, yes. Brian Hayes. Hopefully soon. But Believe it or not, Jacob Stallings hasn't been a te- – we're talking about dropping Mitch Garver. Jacob Stallings wouldn't be a terrible. I actually did. I actually made that exact move. Yeah. Back when I dropped Mitch Mitch Garver back. Yeah. And then I dropped Jacob Stallings for, uh, I forgot who it was at the time. Dom Nunes, maybe. We were talking about, we were talking about Garver. I feel like there's plenty of catchers that have been. Yeah. It's just a, just a better option. Right. Yeah. All right. Oh, I have, I almost forgot. Adam Frazier, you can take that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. I had a lot of fun tonight, guys. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I I like where we I like where we went with it. Absolutely. Any uh, any last things you got on your mind? Anything you want to say before we uh, leave these lovely listeners? Um, we can calm down with the no hitters a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd like the offense to take it up a notch just overall in the league. I feel like there's so many bad hitters. Do you think that has to do with the, the deadening of the balls, or do you just think it has to do with the three true outcomes of home runs or, or nothing? I think I don't, a little bit of all that stuff. A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. I think it might be a little bit of both. And I it's think gonna, part, of, part of it, I think, is too, is like every pitcher in the rotation now is throwing 95-plus. They have – other pitches that are like pretty good. And if any of those guys are on, on a given night, there's a good chance you're not going to hit them. And then you have lineups like Seattle and Cleveland and Detroit and Texas that are just black holes. None of they have nights where none of them hit. 
So there's six uh, no hitters, but only three teams have been no hit this year. So right. you mentioned it was, and they're all in the American League, correct? Uh, all in the American League West. Texas, no, no, because Cleveland's in the Central. Cleveland, oh, Texas, yeah. in Seattle, in Seattle, right? So, I mean, those three lineups hit so, or miss. Like they, so did, there's there's know? seven no hitters in only well, those no, three teams. There's, there's seven. There's seven if you count Bumgarners. Okay, so yeah, there's six no hitters in the three teams that have been no hit are those three teams. So they've all been no hit twice. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Oh my yeah. god. Which is if, if yes. you're in a points league and you need a Hail Mary on Sunday, pick up a pitcher that goes against one of those teams because holy you crap better on Sunday and just win your matchup. Yeah. But oh. it can't be it can't be like a stud pitcher. It's gonna be a middle middle of yes. the pack. You gotta get a Wade Miley or a Spencer Turnbull yeah. to go a streamer. And they will deliver you that uh you know that Sunday victory. Oh man. It is pretty crazy, though, that it's only DH teams that have been no hit. And it's not teams with pitchers that are batting. <laughs> That's a good point. <clears throat> and But those lineups, too, all have good hitters. Like, we're talking about, like, uh, but they Cleveland. Out. We said they get Cleveland has Ramirez, Rosario, right? Uh, Eddie and Ahmed, but I was talking yep. about Eddie. Uh, Seattle's got Hanniger and Seeger and, you know, and – uh, Texas has wow, uh, Solak, Dolas Garcia, they got uh, uh, Gallo, they got those teams have players who can hit, so it's just kind of did you did you see Turnbull's last pitch? No, no, the guy on first base, I'm not sure, I think he walked him. It was an 0 2 count, and he threw a high fastball, and Mitch Hanniger swung at that pitch like he was trying to hit it into to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> he has, like closed his eyes and tried like hitting the. It's like guys back in the day used to try to bunt to break up a no hitter. They would yes. do like stuff against the unwritten rules, and that just now today the guys just try to hit every single ball to the moon. That's that's, that's probably what it is. I think it's all. I think it's everything. I think it's the ball. I think it's that. I think it's some of the lineups in this league are just terrible. I think the strikeouts this year must they have to be like up. Quite considerably. A lot of the offensive statistics yeah. are down this year. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Adam Frazier, Adam Frazier, uh, Tyler, singles on a line drive. So he's three for four. Uh, let's see, Frazier, three for four. Did I? Yes. Should I go up on that? Is that too? I, is you gotta say. You gotta say like fifteen hits or whatever at this point. I know. <laughs> no, 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 all right, five games. Should I go like all right, eight? Is eight better than seven? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I would, I'm also worried because, like, what if he uh, what if he gets, like, a scheduled day off in there? Now he's only got four four games to do. Well, if he's, you know three, I mean? like, if he's getting three hits a game, then I don't know. <laughs> by day three, you should have the uh, seven you're asking for. Well, it's money in the bank. So I want you to cash your paycheck. So I'm going to stick with seven. Okay. Seven hits, five games. I'm it's sure you can make than, that kind of bet somewhere. It's more than a hit a game, so he he he'll do it. I think we'll see. Oh man, what a guy! Yeah, is that your cousin? Uh, I got a few cousins in the uh, in the uh, MLB. You know that we're all related. We're all related somehow. We got Todd, Adam Frazier. We got we got Todd, Todd Frazier. We got Clint Frazier. Clint, Clint Frazier. Yeah. Clint Frazier is obviously the. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not directly related. 
He's a vampire. He showed up on our doorstep one day. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's more free. That's more Frasers than I've ever met, other than my own family. Like I didn't even know we existed outside of, uh, you know, outside of Mass. All right, there you have it. Next week we will be taking a deep dive into the second base position. I believe, and we may be taking a more of a deep dive into the Frazier family lineage. Uh, we're going to be looking at heritage.com. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, until next week, everybody, for, uh, for Brandon and Nick, unless you want to say one last thing before we sign off, I will see you all next week on Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.